is the technological world. Now, Blaine Kylo, when you graduated, Mr. Mr. Broken Wings or something, what was it for you that was uh, that song? Was it high school or college? No, I, I didn't really get any music until university because that's when I started going to shows. And I was at the University of Calgary for the first degree. And it was actually a really good time because that was the era that Chalk Circle came out, the Northern Pikes hit. Yeah. Um, they did a lot of university circuit, those guys. Lots, right? And so that's the music that I was listening to is that sort of early Canadian indie stuff. Um, so really good memories of those things. 5440, mm. really awesome Canadian indie stuff. Blue Rodeo? That might have been early for Blue Rodeo. Of, it was a little early for Blue Rodeo, but, but you know, it was the chalk circles and the Northern Pikes. They, they kind of led to the Tragically Hip and some of the other big bands. Rush was always really big too, but they were stadium shows. And, and really we were going to see things at the Mac Hall Ballroom and, mm-hmm. That was it. That was the stuff for us. Uh, for many generations to come, that same ballroom for many a spilled beer watching um, concerts, that's for sure. Blaine Kylo is here. Gadgets, gaming, and geekery is the conversation. Plus the music, sure, why not? 877-399-9898. What was your iconic song that really hit you? High school, college, what was it? Text it in now. We'll talk about it shortly. Okay, Blaine, we've got lots to do. Um, in regards to gaming, or maybe not lots, maybe only one thing to do because um, the world has changed. Talk about benchmarks in, in life. This could be one of them in the land of gaming. Yeah, Starfield is out. It's available officially for everybody as of today. This is a game that was announced in 2018. We've been waiting five long years. And in fact, we've been waiting, waiting for longer than that because Todd Howard, the sort of director, executive producer at Bethesda Game Studios who developed this thing. He's been talking about taking the role-playing game systems that they came up with for Fallout and the Elder Scrolls games and turning it to a sort of space science fiction-y world. And 10 to 15 years it's taken them to be able to realize their vision. And oh, what a vision this is. This game, simply put, is legendary. I think we've got a clip. Humanity has always hunted for knowledge in the unknown. The wonder is, not that the field of stars is so vast, but that we have measured it. We're all here because we're committed to the biggest question of all. What's out there? What's out there, Blaine Kylo? Well, there's lots out there, is the truth. Um, Honestly, I've barely scratched the surface of this thing. I, I got my review copy last week, a few days before the people got access to it early. But I only got ac- actually playing on the weekend because my kids both got on there and they were playing it nonstop. So I couldn't get my mitts on the thing. And as a kid, what a great way to end the summer break of 2023, being able to immerse yourself in Starfield. 
stepping into a role where you're exploring the galaxy and uncovering mysteries. And you get a sense from that clip of the ambition and uh, the expansive nature of what Bethesda has done with Starfield. Um, if you've played a Bethesda game before, the, the mechanics are fairly similar. You have opportunities to improve your character, to better your gear. In this one, you've got ships that you can build and take over. Um, and it's going to go on forever, frankly. This is a game you could easily sink hundreds of hours into. And I know nothing about the end game. And I know nothing about what's called New Game Plus, which is the, the, the game and how the game transforms after you've finished the main story. But developers want you to keep playing their game. And I'm hearing rumors that what Bethesda has done with New Game Plus with Starfield is something that has never been done before and it really makes you want to keep playing the game in different ways there are mysteries here to uncover and not just mysteries of the narrative that they've put together but also mysteries in how they've created a game that keeps you wanting to come back and play it i'm going to be spending a lot of my fall playing starfield this is the first really big game of the fall and for me it's pretty simply the game of the year I was thinking about games, and I think you're going to be proud of me. I was thinking about how, you know, when you're on your phone and you browse to your favorite sneaker site or you browse to go shopping for a new car, and then all of a sudden you go to your Instagram feed and you're getting ads for cars, right? Whatever, hotels, whatever it is that you've searched on your browser. We can't be far away from video games that are on your network monitoring your browser history and your overall behavior and inserting and writing things like that into your games. Meaning if you go searching for a new Jeep because you want to buy a Jeep, all of a sudden video games are going to start having action with Jeeps because they know you're interested in Jeeps and that kind of technology, whether it is an AI based one or whatever, I mean, we can't be far away. I think that that's a really interesting philosophical and ethical challenge for developers. Um, I, and I suspect that those ideas have been talked about in the rooms of developers as they try and figure out what's next and what they can do. The, the truth is that there are pretty significant privacy and security standards that need to be met for these games. And so while it might be possible and it might be interesting to think about, I don't know that it's as close to happening in real life because even with loot boxes, for example, developers and publishers tried to put those in and they've had to pull back on those because authorities and regulatory bodies said, you know what, that's not too far off from gambling and we don't want kids doing that, so stop it. So there are gates that need to be maintained. And I think that might be one that crosses it. There's also ad dollars. And uh, if somebody's willing to pay for you to uh, have a Jeep to drive in when you play your video game, you know, maybe that's, uh, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. Curious. Mark this day. Well, now that, this day, that, that kind of, that product placement stuff is already happening. It's not yeah. necessarily coming from your search histories, but certainly there are brands that are paying for 
replacement within some sure. of these products. Well, we've seen that with TV shows and stuff too. But I'm just I'm curious to yeah. see that if you if you search for BMW or you search for Jeep on your browser, does that tend to lean what cards you play in your video game? Uh, we'll see where it goes. Okay, console games on a Mac. It's interesting because there's so many PC users out there. They're so flexible and customizable, but the powerhouse of a Mac is pretty wicked. So what's going on here? Yeah, and it's something that Apple has quite specifically decided to start promoting, and they've got a whole bunch of guides to help developers port their titles built for Windows into computers built with Apple Silicon. There's a couple that are coming out. One is the Medium. It's a game that came out a couple of years ago and I reviewed and it, a, a, sort of a psychological horror, really interesting display. You've got a split screen and so your character kind of exists in two worlds at once and you move back and forth between them. That is now available to play on Mac computers that are uh, have Apple Silicon chips in them. And coming up, on September 19th is Lies of P, which is a really interesting retelling of the Pinocchio story, sort of a really dark adventure story um, where Pinocchio is this kid named P who is, after all, a puppet. And so you can swap out parts of that protagonist's body to solve puzzles. Lies of P coming to a bunch of different systems, including Mac computers running on Apple Silicon on September 19th. All right. Well, um, that's confusing for people who are not um, um, computer savvy because you're talking about, you know, you can play this game, you have this chip, you can't play this game if you don't have that chip, which kind of includes me too because I think it's hard to follow. But that being said, there is a, uh, a nerd around you somewhere that will be more than happy to help you with that one. Okay, technology if, if you've and... Purchased, if you've purchased your Mac in the last couple of years, you have Apple Silicon chips, yep. Okay, uh, technology and the environment, um, plastics, glass, minerals, all of that. Um, looks like the uh, production of this stuff, uh, hopefully, uh, is changing. Yeah, really interesting um, product coming out of IFA Berlin, which is a major consumer electronics convention that happens in Europe. It's called Cleaner, and it's used um, manta ray and basking shark knowledge. Uh, the, the way manta rays feed, they don't use a normal filtration system. They've got something special in how they filtrate the food out of the water as it passes through their mouths. And that same idea is being used by cleaner to create filters that can go into washing machines, both commercial and consumer, like the washing machines you'll put into your home that make it, they claim up to 300% more efficient to pull out microplastics from the water during cleaning cycles. And this is something actually that some jurisdictions are beginning to require that these filtration systems be built into future appliances so that we can start cleaning up some of the mess that we've created. So really interesting technology based on uh, the natural world. Hmm. Uh, microplastics is a big deal. That's for sure. Got to protect the water, man. That's the, uh, the lifeblood of all the things. Okay, quickly before we go, uh, modern workers, is this workspace technology? What is it? Yeah, Kensington's got a couple of new docks. One, a mobile dock, the UH-1440. This is the dock that you're going to take with you when you're on the go. It's a dock that plugs into your USB-C port on your laptop computer, and it gives you 
the opportunity to plug in all the peripherals you're going to need to a mouse uh, a keyboard if your client's got old VGA cables that you need to plug into it's even got a port for one of those it's small and it's sturdy it's good for taking around but when you get back to your main desk you've got the Thunderbolt dual 4k docking station a much bigger device with 13 ports it can actually power an 8K monitor or two 4K monitors. So this is the thing that you're going to plug into as a docking station when you're back at your desk and you've got your big fancy monitors and your additional storage solutions that you need to plug into. So two things from Kensington that'll make you put your laptop to good use. And if you're working with a VGA plug, this will be exciting for you when you get a new one. You'll be amazed. Don't you worry. Blaine Kylo, thanks so much for being here, brother. Of course, we'll see you next week. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.